Hello everyone, welcome to episode 11 of my podcast called Crippled But Not Down. First of all, I would like to give you a little announcements that my podcast is now available on multiple new platforms. So, wherever you're listening to your podcast, you might be able to reach it easier than you used to. You used to use just the link that I shared with you from the website where I record the podcast. But now it's available on multiple platforms. So, and more are to come. And today I want to follow up a little bit on the normal child development. Today I want to talk about things that children face between the ages of 6 and say 12. I want to, you know, split these lessons into reasonable chunks to make sure that there is not too much in one of them to not be confusing so please bear with me and if you have anything to add or anything you wish for me to express a little bit better or a little bit more in depth please make sure to email me with your question going to the core of this episode I think at the age of six, it is the time when a child definitely remembers most of what they're dealing with, most of what is going on in their life will be remembered for ages to come. So it's very important that children remember the time as being one where they could have used their imagination they could have been learning because they're excited to learn usually the first year of school at least in my country it's at the age of six like first year of primary school so that year is usually when the children are very excited about learning or might even be nervous about meeting new people because until that point they've probably met just their parents or some other kids that they've played with but not in a setting where they would have to be seated around in a, in a classroom setting would have been told what to do because in most cases in a preschool you're just told you know it's a playtime or it's a sleep time so you were told what sort of activity you should be doing, but you didn't have much of a direction as to which toy to play with, or what sort of a position you should sleep in, or something like that. So the instructions are more direct and more... Um, uh, less of... of more importance, basically. It's the position of authority that some children might struggle with 
be it because they're not accustomed to social situations or be it because they just don't like dealing with authorities because of some mental disability that they might be facing. In that respect, at least in my country, it's common that parents were invited to come to school with their kids at least the first day or first couple of days to make sure that they feel comfortable not only the kids feeling comfortable around other people but the parents also feeling comfortable about the surroundings that the children are being placed into and the sort of teacher that they have been assigned to be taught. I remember the times when I first arrived in school due to my disability and due to some uh, some um, surgeries that I had to undergo. I went to school a little bit later, a couple years actually, but I remember the situation being very much unique because back then you have basically in the first couple of grades you have just one teacher that teaches you everything and it was up to now that I didn't quite understand why it's the case but now as I think about it it's similar to your mom teaching you things at home but it's just her knowing everything and teaching everything she knows. And it's later, much later in, in the school years when you start to realize that teaching a subject at school is not a matter of a personality, but a matter of specialization. But I suppose the idea behind one teacher teaching everything was to be more personal with the child and to not introduce them to too many different things, too many things that they might not be happy with. I feel the hardest time in these years between 6 and 12 for me was the fact that most of my time in these years I spent going through medical issues and surgeries. And uh, some people that I knew from school didn't like me for it, getting through school without being there physically. But I understand nowadays that being homeschooled as a part of education is totally appropriate. It was homeschooling that made it possible to pass through school years in regular terms. And I left the education, the you know, what we call a primary education or basic education in the Czech Republic 
I left it at the age of 16, which is about a year after the usual um, students would do, or pupil would do. So, I'm happy that I have been given the opportunity to be homeschooled as a part of my studies. And I admire all the parents that have used that same tool to make sure their children are taught properly. I was homeschooled in a way that the teachers would come and test the knowledge that I acquired. But there are other types that I know of where the parents take the responsibility of teaching their children all of the things that they should learn in school. And I know many examples of people who have gone through this method of schooling and have come to be very intelligent and very open-minded because they have learned things that they liked to learn. They have learned the things that they cared about, not the things that the manuals and, and scripts have told them to learn. But in that, in that freedom of deciding what you want to learn, and freedom of expression, of finding the unique yourself and the things that make you happy, has always been one of the drives of things that I do in my life. And I want all the children, all the people, to have that same ability and the same opportunity. You know, when children are small, they are full of dreams, full of plans and full of things that they hope to achieve once in their life. Even though some of these dreams might be perceived as foolish, or fallible, I would still think it's good to support the child in the dream that they're having, to try and turn the dream into an action plan or a reality of, of some sort for them to realize whether or not it was a good idea. I know I might sound foolish while saying this because I don't have my own children yet but I definitely want to have my own family and want to treat them in a way that would give them freedom for themselves to choose what they want to find out what they enjoy and do what they enjoy and whether it even if it would mean that they don't have exactly the standard approach to things they don't exactly fit in to society they have to be themselves in these times between the year 6 and 12 the children are still full of playful ideas full of thoughts and full of inspiration that we can take from them and learn. 
It's much later in life when they realize that some of the doors that they have felt open might have closed on them because they made a decision or somebody made a decision for them. The weight of responsibility for making decisions weighs on the parents until the age of responsibility. So I would advise myself and all of us to ask the child what he or she or it wants to do. So that the idea of a child is considered and is valued. That when it comes to the times of a teenage years, that the child will remember that he has been heard and respected and the decisions were honored. When it comes to the crunch time of a adolescence, which we will talk about next time, it's very important to build that trust. And it's too late to start building it when the children try to pick up a fight. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any insights, any questions, anything you want to add to the content of this message, please send me an email. It will be in the show notes to this episode.